The Seekonk Speedway podcast series is a production of Seekonk Speedway and Sousa Media. For more information on Sousa Media, visit kylesouza.com. And for more information on Seekonk Speedway, visit seekonkspeedway.com. The playoffs are underway, ladies and gentlemen, and that means only one thing. We are getting closer and closer to crowning our 2023 champions here at Seekonk Speedway. Welcome into another edition of the Seekonk Speedway Race Day Rewind as we recap the action from weekend number one of four in the Sunoco Drive for the Cup for 2023 as we preview what is coming up in the final racing of the first round and we'll also take a look at what's left in the season. Just three more weekends of short track racing here at Seekonk Speedway on Fast Friday and NASCAR Saturday before our 2023 season comes to a close. My name is Kyle Souza. Let's start off with our Fast Friday series, round one of the Sunoco Drive for the Cup. First race, two races, of course, this year in the first round, took place on Friday night. That was September the 8th, and five divisions of racing on the track. Of course, we started the playoffs with six drivers in both Bandolero divisions advancing and eight drivers in all of our other divisions. There were no eliminations last weekend. No drivers have been eliminated. However, coming up this weekend, the eliminations will begin on both nights. Let's start off by taking a look at what happened in the Seacon Grand Prix Bandolero Bandits, the 15-lot main event, picking up the win in this one in a top-six sweep for our six playoff drivers. It was Parker Davis using a three-wide move to the bottom. Uh, another impressive finish by this young division. Uh, our youngest group of racers here at Seacon Speedway, and they continue to put on one heck of a show each and every week. And when you take a look at uh, their playoffs, I mentioned the top six drivers in the feature were all playoff drivers. So a top six sweep there for the Bandolero Bandits. And you take a look at who it was, Parker Davis picking up the win, 15 thousandths of a second. He beat Nick Yurik by who finished in second. Sam Macedo was only 63 hundredths of a second back in the third position as they did cross the line in three wide formation. Mike Hannafin finished in the fourth spot, one-time feature winner this year. Ryder Aguiar coming home in the number five position in the number 13. And sixth was Mason Silva. They were followed to the line in seventh by David Bernier. Carl Saddleman Jr. was eighth, Alia Martin was ninth, and Jaden Sprague completing the top ten. Luca Dib started on the pole in this one, but uh, some early trouble for him. Sidelined him right away, not able to take any green flag laps in the race. However, uh, he'll be back next week, of course, to try and uh, see what happens, see if he can get up near the front of the pack. He is not in the playoffs. The playoff drivers, uh, again, sweeping the top six. And the way the playoff points work in this first round of the playoffs... The drivers with the lowest total after the first two weeks are going to be eliminated. So the Bandoleros, after the two weeks in round one, the lowest one total will be eliminated. And as they stand right now in the Bandits, it's 10 points to win, 9 for second, 8 for third, etc. The driver that gets 10 is the highest finishing playoff driver. They do not have to be the winner of the race. If they finish third and two non-playoff cars finish in front of them, they still get 10. So 10 points for Parker Davis. Nick Urich Jr., 9, Sam Macedo, 8, Mike Hannafin, 7, Ryder Aguiar, 6, and Mason Silva, 5. If it ended today, Mason Silva would be eliminated, but we've got another 15-lot main event coming up on Friday, September the 15th, to see who is going to advance and who is going to be eliminated in the Bandits. In the Outlaw Division, the Rocket Sun, I guess they call him the Bottle Rocket, 
Ryan Vaness Jr. continued his dominant performance in the 2023-23 season. Five wins through the middle of July, six, seven, eight now on the 2023 season. Eight feature wins for Ryan Vaness Jr. in the Bandolero Outlaws. I know uh, when you win eight feature races, you're a dominant force and everything, but he's, this has not been easy for him in a very competitive division. I know it makes it look easy from time to time, uh, but it really isn't easy. And Ryan did it again on Friday night, taking down his eighth victory of the season. Uh, second place in their 15-lap feature, a tight battle to the end. It was Colin Vaness, his cousin, coming home in the runner-up spot. Andrew Gomes finished in the third spot in the number 10. He was followed in the fourth position by Bryson, uh, excuse me, Brent Robodeau. Bryson Robodeau was fifth, his brother right in behind him. And in the sixth spot was Nathan Rio. Mikey Lafort was seventh. Brody Wakefield, Zachary Keith, and Ben Morbido completing the top ten. Morbido had won the week before and uh, had a good run going this week as well. Just uh, didn't settle out there in the last couple of laps. But your playoff drivers, one, two, three, four, five, and ninth. So as it sits right now, Ryan Vaness Jr. with ten. Colin Vaness, nine. Andrew Gomes, eight. Brent Robodeau has seven. His brother Bryson has six. And right now, the one car outside the bubble is Zachary Keith, who uh, is going to need to pick up his game a little bit this week if he's going to make the second round of the Sunoco Drive for the Cup. Defending Sport 4 champion Crystal Murray started off her playoffs on a strong note, picking up the win of the 25-lap Sport 4 feature, her second win of the year. Uh, used the outside lane to get by Jared Freitas to take down the feature win. Jared finished in second in the number 47. A nice solid run for him to open the playoffs after uh, leading the regular season points and coming in as the top seed in the Sunoco Drive for the Cup. Third place in this one was Mikey Lafort. Also a good start to his playoffs in the Helgers number 13. Fourth place and fifth place were occupied by non-playoff cars. Justin Waduke and Sam Matera. Sixth place in this race, we had Dave Westgate, a former champion of the Sport 4 division, returning for the first time in many, many years, coming home and uh, completing his 2023 first start, coming home in the sixth position. Richie Johnson was seventh, Andrew Bittman eighth, Christine Cavallaro ninth, and Daniel Hayes rounding out the top ten. When you take a look at the Sport 4 Playoff standings, uh, this was one of the more races we've seen all weekend last week that was spread out with the playoff drivers finishing 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and then 7th, 9th, 10th, and 12th. Taylor Bowser involved in a nasty crash on the front straightaway. She was able to get out of the car unscathed, but that car is badly damaged. We'll see if she can make it back for the start of round number 2. Uh, even, well, really the end of round 1 here coming this week. We'll see if she comes back and has a chance to advance. But as they sit, Murray with 10, Freitas with 9, Eight is Lafort, seven is Johnson, six for Cavalero, five for Daniel Hayes right now in the final spot. Bowser has four, and then Henry Lavalley, one of the most consistent cars all year, did not attend the first race in round one, was not at the track on Friday, so he got zero, and uh, he's going to need some help if he wants to claw his way back in. My calculations tell me he's going to need at least a top three and hope that there's some issues for some other drivers, so we'll see on Friday night if Lavalley can sneak his way into the second round of the Sunoco Drive for the Cup. The Helga South Coast Park and Pure Stocks were also on the track 25 laps later. Four out of the top five finishers were playoff drivers. The winner is Danny Massa in the number 41, second win of the season for him. Scott Sestodio finished in the second spot, come close, but nice solid second to open his playoff campaign. Sam Lincoln in third, consistent the last couple of weeks inside the top five. Ed Gold was fourth, a non-playoff driver, and Jared Cadera finished in the top five. As a playoff driver, Greg Perry, another playoff driver, sixth. Another playoff driver was Ethan Souza in seventh. 
Bobby Betancourt finished in eighth. Don Kudamash and playoff driver Mike Hendricks rounding out the top 10. The only playoff driver in the Pierce Stock Division to finish outside of the top 10 was Tim Ouellette. He was 18th. And the playoff standings for the Pure Stocks, Massa with 10, Sestodio with 9, Lincoln with 8, Cadero with 7, Perry with 6, Souza 5, Hendricks 4, and Olette with 3. So, Hendricks, the little bit of a surprise here, top 5 seed going into the playoffs. He would be eliminated if uh, we didn't run this Friday due to rain or something. So he's going to have to claw his way back in here in the Pure Stocks. Outside of the playoffs, want to give a shout out to Ed Gold, 4th place. Had speed every time he's shown up this year and uh, inching closer to a win, as well as Bobby Bentoncourt III, starting on the pole for the first time in his career, really has caught on to the pure stock division quick after running in the uh, Bandoleros last year in the Helgers Racing Team. Moved up to the pure stock this year in that familiar white, blue, and red number 21 and has been uh, pretty good here in his first couple weeks, his third week racing and a eighth place finish after leading a few laps early. So good run for Bobby in the number 21. The other feature on Friday to open the playoffs was the Knicks Pit Stop Legend Cars, 25 laps. And how about it for Isaiah Newcomb, the dominant summer continuing for that number 22. Got out front early and picked up the feature win on a green-white checkered finish. Josh Parsons finished in the second spot. Brandon LaBelle came home third. Jacob Burns and Richie Helger Jr. finishing the top five. Nick Bulkley was sixth, the one through six sweep for the playoff drivers. Cole Roby was seventh. Playoff driver Chase Sylvia in eighth. P.J. Evans and Kevin Davis, ninth and 10th in the finish. Another playoff driver just outside the top 10 was Mason Tessier, and that means Tessier and Sylvia, the two lowest drivers right now in the Legend Cars title battle with three for Tessier and four for Sylvia. Right now, Nick Bokelli on that final spot with five. Richie Helger is in by one with six. Jacob Burns in by two with seven. Brendan LaBelle has eight. Josh Parsons, nine. And Isaiah Newcomb, 10. So, again... 10 points to be the highest finishing playoff car, one point less all the way down through the field. At the end of this coming Friday night, the 15th of September, the totals will be added up and the two lowest totals on Friday in the Pure Stocks, Sport 4s, and Legends will be eliminated. The lowest total, just one driver in both Pandolero divisions, will be eliminated. Three more weeks of Fast Friday racing coming up September 15th, September 22nd, and September 29th on DAV Championship Weekend. We will crown our 2023 Fast Friday champions. All right, we're going to take a quick break on this week's edition of the Race Day Rewind Report. When we come back, we'll talk about NASCAR Saturday, the opener of their playoffs. Who's in, who's out as we head for the elimination races in the four NASCAR Saturday divisions. Join us at the track. Get your tickets online at SeacockSpeedway.com. But first, stay with me. We'll be right back here on the Seacock Speedway Race Day Podcast. Alrighty, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Seacock Speedway podcast series as we move on to our NASCAR Saturday divisions of the opening round of their 2023 Sunoco Drive for the Cup as we get ready to crown our Saturday night champions. Three more weeks as of this recording coming up of Saturday night racing, starting off on the 16th of September, the 23rd, and the 30th is DAV Championship Night at Seacock Speedway. Crazy to think, isn't it, that we're already at the end of the season, but looking forward to seeing what is to come here as the 2023 campaign winds down. You take a look at uh, how things went this past Saturday night with all four divisions as uh, we take a look at the 2023 Sunoco Drive for the Cup. Round one, race one for NASCAR Saturday. Let's start off in the Shazza's Auto Body Sport Trucks. Dave Darling taking down 
the feature win in the number 52. His first win of the season in the trucks. I believe it was his second or third start uh, in the trucks. Jeff Bellier normally drives that truck, but uh, not driving on Saturday. It was Dave, who's not running in the Pro Stocks anymore this year, coming out, playing a little bit in the trucks, and a non-playoff driver takes down the feature win in the number 52. So that means second place Jake Veneta, uh, excuse me, second place Rick Martin, was the highest finishing playoff driver, the defending champion, picking up 10 points. Jake Veneta finished third, picked up nine. Brittany Campbell was fourth, picking up eight. And Daryl Church rounded out the top five, picking up seven playoff points. Ethan Heilborn, a non-playoff driver, finished in the sixth spot. Seventh spot going to Mike Cavallaro in the number 80. That adds him with six playoff points. He was followed by Amy Arsenal with uh, weaving there with five playoff points in the final position to advance as they run. Bobby Tripp finished ninth in the race. Five playoff points for Amy. Four for Bobby. He's out right now by one. And Mike Duart, a non-playoff driver, finishing back in the 14th position. Uh, excuse me, a playoff driver. Mike was a playoff driver and a very high seed coming into the playoffs. Had a tough first race of the first round, uh, finishing way in the back of the 14th position. He is out as they run. It looks like uh, Bobby Tripp and Mike Duart would be the two eliminated if we don't get to run this Saturday night. So they are both help, hoping that uh, this hurricane disaster stays offshore and we get the Saturday night racing in. Uh, but four truck playoffs, uh, again, I said it last week, really to me looks like a battle between Rick Martin and Jake Veneta. We will see if anybody else can sneak their way into it here. There's still plenty of time to go with three weeks left, but you got to make the final four first. And uh, both of those drivers certainly have been fast, but they need to, again, make the final four if they want a shot at the championship in 2023. You take a look at the Helger South Coast Power Equipment Sportsman. 25 laps came down to a photo finish between Adam Petty and Ryan Lynham, two playoff drivers. And Adam Petty holding off Lynham to take down the feature win in the number 57, getting him 10 playoff points. Lynham was second, earning nine. Steve Axon finishing in the third spot, grabbed eight playoff points. Chad Baxter with seven playoff points in the zero, finishing fourth. Six for Colby Lambert. Jimmy Sylvia, Pepe, was sixth in the race, not a playoff driver. He was followed by playoff driver and defending champion Craig Pianca in seventh. Doug Benoit, Chris Rio, and Caleb Marku, three non-playoff drivers, finishing eighth through tenth. You take a look at the playoff battle uh, on NASCAR Saturday in the Sportsman's. Adam Petty with ten, Ryan Lynham with nine, Steve Axon with eight, Chad Baxter with seven, Colby Lambert six. Craig Pianca, five. Don Perry and Randy Moretti, four and three, respectively. Don Perry, Randy Moretti, the two that would be out right now as it stands. And with a bit of an announcement to make here, Chad Baxter penalized one playoff point due to a safety violation in technical inspection. Uh, this, again, was a safety violation with the car. Did not get disqualified from his finishing position. He did retain his fourth place position in the finish. However, was penalized one playoff point point and when you take a look in the playoff points that ties Baxter and Colby Lambert with six each so Petty with 10 Lynham with nine eight for Steve Axon and then six for Baxter and Lambert five for Bianca that's the drivers in right now and then Don Perry four Randy Moretti three are the drivers that would be eliminated if Saturday night did not happen so on to the weight model division, 30 laps on Saturday night, dominating performance for Rowdy Burns. Jacob Burns taking down the win in the 30-lap feature. 10 playoff points for him. He was followed by playoff drivers Charlie Rose, Mark Jennison, and Vinny Renegato. Richie Murray, non-playoff driver, rounding at the top five in fifth. Connor Souza, a playoff driver, was sixth. Non-playoff driver Scott Seredinsky, seventh. 
And then playoff drivers in 8th, 9th, and 10th. Chase Belcher, Luke LeBrun, and Tyler Tomasi. That means Burns with 10, Rose with 9, Jenison 8, Arenagato 7, Souza with 6, Belcher with 5, and that means LeBrun 4 and Tomasi 3 are the two drivers that are out as they stand right now in the playoff battle for the Sportsman uh, Late Model Division. Excuse me, they used to be called the Sportsmans many, many years ago. But uh, Late Model Division certainly going to be interesting here going down the stretch. LeBron right now currently out of the playoff sphere has been uh, certainly among the faster cars all year. A little bit of a surprise to see him outside it. Uh, but we will see how he shakes out here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, next week, really. It's only one more week in round number one. So we'll see. He's going to have to get it his uh, budding gear if he's going to make the second round of the playoffs and have a shot to chase the championship in 2023. Pro Stock feature was by far one of the best feature events we've seen uh, all season at Seacon Speedway, not only just in the Pro Stocks, but any division. Came right down to the end between Bobby Pellin III and Colby Fournier. Fournier not a playoff driver. Pellin, one of the contenders for the Sunoco Drive for the Cup. And when the checkered flag went up in the air, it was Fournier who took some time off in the middle of the year after an accident, uh, injured his wrist. And uh, Colby able to come back in a big way and take down a feature win on Saturday night. Pellin finished in the runner-up spot. Good start to his playoff campaign, picking up 10 points. Tom Scully Jr., 9 points for 3rd. Dylan Estrella, 8 points for 4th. Dick Benoit, picking up 7 of his own for 5th. Kenny Spencer, non-playoff driver, was 6th. And he was followed in 7th, uh, 8th, ninth, and 10th by playoff drivers. Mike Rotundo, Mike Brightman, Mark Dennison, and Rick Martin. No playoff drivers outside the top 10 in the Pro Stocks. That means as they run, Pellin with 10, Scully with 9, Estrella 8, Benoit 7, Rotundo 6, Brightman 5 of the drivers in the second round as they run. Out right now would be defending champion Mark Jennison and Rick Martin. So, uh, you take a look at the playoff drivers in the uh, Pro Stock Division. Surprise, surprise, right now defending champion Mark Jennison would be eliminated if he can't get his butt in gear here uh, this week. And I don't say that in a negative way. I just say that as a, a cliché expression. He's got to get his button gear. He's got to get back in the top six if he's going to make the second round. Excuse my phone there. Uh, weight models. Uh, Rick Martin also on the pro stocks as they run. Weight models. I mentioned it. Wilco Brun. Uh, got to get his button gear. Fastest car all year many times. Uh, right now would be out. Tyler Tomasi joining him. Out right now would be Don Perry and Randy Moretti in the sportsman. Bobby Tripp and Mike Duart would be a big surprise. Duart in the trucks. If he was to get eliminated in the first round. The Bandoleros. Mason Silva and Zachary Keith. Right now, the two lowest drivers, Sport 4s, Taylor Bowser and Henry LaValle. Pure Stocks, Mike Hendricks and Timmy Ouellette. And in the Legends, Chase Sylvia and Mason Tessier. So uh, all those drivers I mentioned just now would be eliminated if uh, there was no second race in the first round. However, lucky for them, there is coming up this weekend, September 15th and 16th. Again, three weekends of racing, 15, 16, 22, 23, and 29, 30 to crown our 2023 Jack Champions. Buy your tickets online. Save a little bit of money. It's a little cheaper online. And you can save time at the gates on race day from getting in uh, a little bit quicker to get in. Don't have to wait in those lines either. Now, we're going to take one final break and welcome on a guest for this week's edition of the podcast. We will wrap this edition with Pro Stock Playoff Contender, who right now is the final car on that bubble position. He's just one point ahead of Mike Brightman, actually. Brightman holding the sixth and final spot. Fifth place. Six playoff points. Mike Rotundo, driver of the uh, famed Rolly Limbaugh at number 48, will join us later on the turn. Stay tuned.
segment of this week's edition of the podcast. And as I mentioned, we are welcoming on a guest this week in our final edition. I uh, haven't had a guest in a couple weeks, so happy to have one back here. And it is a driver who is in the playoffs in our pro stock division. One point to the good right now in the bubble. Of course, uh, one point per position for playoff drivers. So the bubble's pretty tight here. Uh, going into the second race of the first round, the eliminations will happen this Friday and Saturday. And Mike Rotendo hopes not to be one of the drivers that is eliminated, and he hopes to move on to the round of six. Mike drives the 48, a uh, famous car, really, uh, in pro stock racing in New England for many, many years. Not not just the last couple of years. The 48's been familiar uh, for many decades here, not only uh, with Rowley Winbrad preparing pro stocks, but midgets and, and many other uh, different style of race cars. Mike's lucky enough to drive it now, and uh, Mike... Of course, I know how you got involved with Rolly and how you got in this car, but why don't you tell the fans that may not know, how did you get connected with such a historic car owner like him? So seven years ago, uh, me and his granddaughter started dating, and uh, last year we ended up getting married. So clearly that he knew what he was getting for a worker. Uh, he was going to be elbows deep with them getting it prepared every week so i think that kind of helped my case just a little bit yeah well guess what the case uh case helped you and here you are uh in the playoffs rookie season uh, i know your goals going into the year obviously you just want to finish as many races as possible get some strong runs potentially chase uh that first career win but you've had a good year here got yourself into the playoffs uh what's it been like racing this pro stock division obviously very very competitive Racing a lot of guys uh, like Rick Martin, like Tom Scully Jr., like Dylan Estrella that have been racing here a long time, Mike Brightman. Uh, the list goes on and on. But it's, it seems like, uh, I mean, you've had some success, but it must be very difficult to be able to do this on a weekly basis and do it at a high level. Yeah, it's definitely difficult uh, running against these bigger teams, uh, teams that have a little bit more fun in than us. Uh, but it's eye-opening, too. Uh, I've looked up to guys like Rick, Tom. Dave, uh, all these guys I've looked up to, and I used to watch in the stands, and now I get to race side-by-side side with them. So it's an honor to just be able to race with these guys. Um, and, I mean, living my dream. I'm having a great time doing it. Well, so the great time is going to continue if you make the round of six. I'm sure it's going to continue either way with only two races left after that. But what, what's uh, what's kind of on your mind here? You had a decent run Saturday night. Get yourself in a pretty good spot. You're fifth out of the eight right now, so you're one spot ahead of that bubble. Uh, with Mike Brightman, Mark Jennison, and Rick Martin, the cars below you, so no slouches there behind you, um, especially Martin. You mentioned Jennison, the defending champion. What do you think you got to do this Saturday to get yourself into the next round? And if you get there, uh, what do you think your chances are of making it further here and possibly getting into that final four? So uh, we, uh, we had goals of finishing the races and finishing top ten. Um, that was only that was our only goal. Uh, when Dave decided he wasn't racing a full year, kind of put us into the playoffs, which it helped out. Um, but we didn't have any aspirations of going deep in the playoffs. Uh, putting ourselves in this, I just need to finish the next couple races and uh, keep defenders on it. And just like last year, you know, we saw uh, wild finishes and and guys went further than they were expected. So. Um, just kind of put yourself in the position position to stay there. And uh, the cards are going to fall the way they're going to fall. I mean, it is what it is at this point. We're just going to go to the racetrack and hopefully finish the races with all four fenders and all four tires. And wherever we land, we land. 
Yeah, I mean, it's going to certainly get interesting. Uh, you know, I mentioned those drivers below Mike in the cut line, but even some guys up top could have a bad night Saturday. It's really with this format, uh, change this year with this points format in the first round prevents kind of a mulligan race where last year Dave Darling was the number one seed, got eliminated in the first race. Uh, having two races in the first round certainly changes that a little bit, uh, but still have to have two solid runs. Mike did that with one so far. If he does the same thing, this week and earns another six playoff points. He's uh, pretty much going to guarantee his way into the next round, barring some type of complete miracle. Uh, so we'll see how that shakes out for Mike. Mike, anybody uh, behind you? I know there's a lot of people that uh, you probably want to thank, give a shout out to. I don't know that we've spoken to you on the podium after race. We've come very close a few times this year, uh, but there's probably some people you want to give a shout out to here in the public world. Yeah, um, clearly, Roly Limblad. I mean, he's uh, taken a big opportunity on me, and I think it showed some promising, uh, promising runs. And uh, I can't thank him enough for taking a, a shot on a rookie. Uh, he's never done that before, so it was it's big for me. Um, my wife, she deals with me not being home all the time. I'm always at the shop working on somebody else's race car, so. She's a big supporter of mine. Uh, my parents, they're there every week. My grandparents are there every week. Um, my uncle actually really sacrificed his finish of the year for me. Uh, we ran into motor issues, and he put my motor before his. So um, can't thank my uncle. Can't thank my aunt. Um, we don't really have too many big sponsors, but CO2 Heating, they helped me out. Uh, family Auto, and uh, really just my whole family. They I couldn't thank them all. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's great to see uh, what Roly's done here to take a chance on Mike, and uh, not only a, a chance on Mike in general, but great to see that Roly's still involved in short track racing uh, as somebody that's been involved in it uh, certainly longer than most, uh, Mike and I have been alive, I think, uh, literally. So uh, great to see that he's taking a chance on Mike and glad to see that he's made the playoffs here. Mike, good luck the rest of the way, and uh, you never know. Maybe we'll be chatting with you uh, down the road here as a potential Final Four driver. We'll see how it shakes out. Thanks, Kyle. I just want to give Wayne Darling a shout-out, too. Uh, he spots for me every week, and I can't thank him enough. He's a huge driving coach and uh, even better friend, so I just want to thank him as well. All right, great list of people supporting Mike, and uh, we appreciate his time joining us here on the Race Day Rewind podcast. And with that, uh, we're winding down this edition, partly because I ran out of things to say and partly because the recorder has literally 2% battery left. I ran out of batteries in my office, and... Uh, Unfortunately, that means that uh, this edition's over. Uh, it's been a good one, though. Talking about Fast Friday and NASCAR Saturday as we get ready for the elimination weekend in round one. And uh, big thanks to Mike Rotundo for joining us as well to chit-chat a little bit about his pro stock campaign in the Sunoco Drive for the Cup. That does it for this edition. Thanks to Ed St. Germain behind the scenes for pushing the buttons. Thanks to you for listening. And we'll see you at the races. I swear, ladies and gentlemen, don't miss the final three weekends of the season even if it's the championship or not, it's the final three weeks of racing at Seacock Speedway until the month of May 2024. I know the winter goes by quick, but don't regret not going to these couple of races as the winter and the snowblowers are going to come out really soon. Now,